somebody's heart or, or another animal's heart generally uh, customary practice in other countries? Do you do that in Sweden, Selena? Yeah. We have, when we turn 18, they send us to the forest and we have to slay a moose with our bare hands and then <laughs> oh. we eat the heart and then we're secured a happy, a happy marriage. <laughs> Not happy to the days moose. after Thanksgiving. A happy everybody. arranged marriage. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, uh, Danny was eating a heart. She, they were celebrating the day of thanks is what they were doing. <laughs> that's what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, that's exactly. It's Thanksgiving. Exactly. And you got to be yes. thankful for all those hearts that you can get. What was the eat. flavor of the heart in the show? Wasn't like a big gummy, gummy bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so that's disgusting. Delicious. Can you imagine? Oh no, gross. I you guys listening, up. welcome. Game of Bones podcast. But getting back to this, this talk about Danny consuming the heart, this was a hell of a way to open the chapter because you're you're like, okay, there's this heart on the table and it's steaming. Okay, Khal Drogo is you know, standing next to Danny, his elbows covered in blood. There's some guys behind him with some stone knives and a dead horse carcass. And oh my God, she's going to eat the heart. Yep. Mm. She like, she like just reaches in to get it. And it's like, oh my God, that's, that's. She's been practicing. She's been eating dried pieces of horse I know, flesh. I that's so disgusting. Or she's been chewing on horse flesh. Clotted, clotted horse blood uh, whilst they've been drinking clotted milk. Ugh. Who knew that clotted there milk were, could get you tipsy, guys? I don't like there the There were word so clotted. many clots in this chapter. I, I was just. Oh man! Think about it though. As kids, as teenagers, just buy a couple gallons of milk before the weekend. Leave them outside, and then <laughs> when the weekend comes around, just drink curded clotted milk. That's what milk. we did, right? That's what you. But the moose milk, though, it's yeah, exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't, you, just, wouldn't you just have teeth? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just have blue cheese? Yeah, uh, it's got to be no. pussy, pus filled. Oh, stop, stop. Okay, I'm going to stop. stop you right there, Zach. <laughs> I was just going to say about the heart thing. I love how strong of a visual it was for the show as well. And I love how it's it's like actual, a real sort of a literary thing. Like, wasn't it, there was some queen in some book about vampires who would like bathe in the blood of virgins and eat their hearts to retain like eternal youth yeah and she stuff? wasn't a queen but um it was okay, countess then. elizabeth <laughs> Bathory. Fine. Was the, the blood countess the heart was steaming in the cool evening air when Khal drogo said it before her raw and bloody his arms were red to the elbow behind him his blood riders knelt on the sand beside the corpse of the wild stallion stone knives in their hands the stallion's blood looked black in the flickering orange glare of the torches that ringed the high chalk walls of the pit. So apparently the the tents are made of chalkboards. Just yes. old old chalk bits from schools they've conquered and stolen <laughs> from the other castles out of Veostokrat. Do you think this is like going to be the new punishment for not making your SAT scores as a school? Is that the Dothraki come and steal all your chalkboards? And then they make you eat hearts. <laughs> mm. And what an experience that is, the sensation of eating a heart, as you detailed know, here by George R. R. Martin. You know the thing about Danny eating the heart, though? I tweeted this out. I know it's a little bit random, but in the later book, like we've seen this in the show already, Joffrey names his sword Heart Eater, and it suddenly occurred to me that there's like a bit of a connection there. And I just mm. thought, it's Danny. That's just the most heart eater. Can you think of like, like way to be an ass? It's a stupid word. <laughs> it's not, though. It's awesome, but it's also a oh, supreme stupid. dick move. So this is Heart Eater, everyone. <laughs> you guys want to go get a beer? Oh, don't mind my sword. It's made of Valyrian steel, and its name is Heart Eater. So don't piss yeah. me off. Heart Eater. Do, 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 but Joffrey do, do. can't even use his sword. I mean, let's be realistic well, See, you don't know that, though, right? Mm. He's the king, okay? The king of the Andals and all the other shit. That's true. Yeah, well, hearts are definitely symbolic, which is why you see it in these more than one instance. Um, 
you know, right here in this chapter. And as, as, uh, Selena pointed out. And I love how this is supposed to be this, uh, this great omen for, for the future of, of her, of the child inside her. Um, I don't know if you have this quote, but I would just really like to read that one when, um, when they're talking about what would happen if she couldn't keep this heart down, it said, if she choked on the blood or retched up the flesh, the omens were less favorable. The child might be stillborn or come forth weak, deformed or female. Or female. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, what? Well, we know what your oh, mom Uncle didn't Ray. do, Selena. Yeah, <laughs> she retched up the heart. <laughs> Here's the thing though. I think I was thinking about that as soon as I read it and I put it in my notes as well, but I think it's just more important. Uh, clearly, it's only the Kalasar Khaleesi that that has this ceremony where they eat the heart. I don't think all the Thraki women are forced to try and eat the heart. I think it's just the leaders, which is why there's that much more emphasis placed on her being able to to stomach it because you want the leader to to give birth to a son so that the monarchy can continue. You know that sort of thing. Whereas I think everybody, the biological understanding is that you need women. It's just you know, for the for the leader, right, uh, for, the, it, for the tough jobs, you got to right. get the men, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, because they can—they're the only ones that can grow sweet braids, right? Well, that's what they think until Danny comes in and like right. takes over the, and they're like, "Wait, you crap. can wear blonde braids too? That looks good." I know. <laughs> She's <laughs> never cut her hair. It's got to be a wig. Uh, <laughs> so they're all going crazy. When I say all of them, I mean like the five thousand people in this giant tent. There's apparently two other calls, which are kings, hanging out. And they've got their blood riders like seated beneath them in the throne room. And there's basically like it's tiered off sort of like a, a concert or an NFL game. You've got the people with money and then you've got people that kind of wanted to go and uh, really had to go a long way to get there. And then in the back, you've got the deformed people and the old guys. Guys with braids shorter than their manhoods. <laughs> yes. And so in this tiered uh, sort of theater like setting, all this shit's happening and everyone just starts chaining that. This little baby inside of her is going to be the stallion who mounts the world. It's a very strong claim, and all the other calls aren't really pissed off. You ever notice that? I figured they might be kind of mad about it. What I really wanted to know more about, and I guess this book kind of, uh, this chapter got me into it, was these old women that are former Khaleesi's. Because it, it is said that, um, you know, when, when Drago, if he meets an untimely end, or it's not unforeseeable that, that um, Daenerys will one day be part of this group of like advisors yeah. as it were they're able to see into the future and that kind of thing um you know kind of like the for the fates you know of of old of greek mythology but it, i i wonder why you know when drogo um is no longer with danny later in later books or in the tv series how she's able to prevent another um you know, call from kind of taking power, why she isn't sent to be with these older uh, former Khaleesi's instead. And I assume it's probably because of the dragons. Well, no, it's because she doesn't want to either. I mean, she defies everything mm -hmm. really after the, after Cal Drogo dies. And she has all those people who are around her swear allegiance to her once they see her emerge from the fire okay. at the end of the, at the end of this book. And so I, I think that that's certainly what, what plays into it, but yeah, I, I I was thinking pretty much the same thing you brought up, Eric. It's kind of like the fates, kind of are they are they sort of these one-eyed old crones? You know, that maybe they can only see out of one eye, and they're just kind of hovering over a fire and and predicting the future. It it had a little bit of mysticism to it. I mean, 
it's weird because you go from a lot of chapters we've just spent kind of in King's Landing where things are normal, right? And you don't kind of have any any of this magic going on. And then you're automatically transported the next chapter to the stuff that makes it a little bit more fantasy-like. So I, I, it was cool to actually come back to this because I feel like we've been away from it for so long. I hate, mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> you hate it? I just, just the tents and the, the, the stuff. I'm just like, well... Go back to the badass horses and like plates of armor that need stretched because we've been drinking oh. too much wine. And Shagos. And Shaga, exactly. Shagos. But wait a minute, because the way this chapter ends, Zach, surely you were pleased by that. I just don't care that much about Viserys and Danny, honestly. I love it. I love seeing because all, all her life she's assumed that Viserys is the blood of the dragon. But in this chapter, we like we finally learn that he was the weak one and she's actually the one. Maybe it's just the girl power aspect of it all that I enjoy, but I really like that it's her that's the special one and not him. I'm more for Arya's girl power. Me too. If I had to choose choose an allegiance. It's like You don't have to choose. I believe that you do. <laughs> you have all the girl power. <laughs> Where's my brother? He ought to have come back now for the feast. I saw his grace this morning. He told me he was going to the Western Market in search of wine. Wine? Danny said doubtfully. Viserys could not abide the taste of the fermented mare's milk the Dothraki drank. She knew that. And he was oft at the bazaars these days, drinking with the traders who came in, the great caravans from east to west. <laughs> he seemed to find their company more congenial than hers. Why? Sergior confirmed. And he has some thought to recruit men for his army from the sellswords who guard the caravans. So Viserys is planning some shit. He is. Yeah. He has a, a vague plan, even though it's a, it's a short-sighted one. He's. I think he's just hanging out, not with the horse people, because they're just mean to him. I know. <laughs> like, he just wants to see some people. He's going to the traders, because he's hoping that maybe someone will recognize him. And he's just, he's mad, because they make him walk, and they don't allow him to wash his clothes and stuff. It's kind of, I feel bad for him. Yeah. And, I do, and too. Danny's even worried for his safety, knowing that King Robert is out after the both of them. And you get that insight, though, as... One of you guys had pointed out that you know, he's up to something. You know, he's trying to plan his army, and he's even trying to leverage the dragon eggs. Jorah brings up the fact that he had caught him trying to steal the eggs, and Danny thinks about it for a while, saying, "Oh, why would my brother do that to me?" And then she she even goes as far and says, "Well, if he wants them, he can have them." You know, if if he thinks that it's going to make a difference, and she she's just so sympathetic to him up to the point where. He shows up in this drunken stupor. In this conversation that they're sharing right now, we finally sort of get the actual complete 100% reveal that Jorah is not just, he's not even just for, he's not for Viserys at all. Like it began, he was like, your grace this, your grace that. But now they're so deep into Dothraki territory. He's like, hey, your brother's out and he's trying to sell your eggs, which turns out they're more important than jewels and stuff because they're just as rare and they're pretty much as decorative. So mm-hmm. he's out trying to get some money to buy some cell swords. And she's like, well, don't you mean your king, my king, our king? He, and he's my brother and all this shit. He's like, well, you're right. He is your brother, but all the other stuff he's not. Yeah, I think, I think he's really, um, he realizes that Danny is in a position of greater power than Viserys. Um, you know, and as a spy or whatever it is that, that he is for the realm, um, you know, I, I think he is very wise to side himself with uh, Danny, you know, and kind of get to know her better and that kind of thing, um, as opposed to always hanging around with Viserys, who is bad news and is not going to, va- very clearly is not going to last very long. It's just messed up to me 
because, like I said, he began a certain way until he kind of got them out of range and got them to where he wanted, got them to where they wanted to be emotionally. And mm-hmm. even in this this um, dialogue, Daenerys is basically saying, "My mom died when she gave birth to me, and all my other family members were dead." And the only person that was there for me was Viserys. And he told me and he allowed me to learn about my entire family, who was a great family. And he told me everything and basically raised me and protected me and brought me from place to place. So I'm going to give him a little bit of slack for sucking these past few weeks. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, she does she have even a, give him a, the eggs. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. She, has, she's, she offers them to him even. But um, I, I think it's interesting because that is contrasted to a little later in the chapter after Viserys points his sword at her and right. the, uh, George R. R. Martin begins writing, you know, of course, in Danny's perspective, her former brother or the man that had been her brother. And he's describing Viserys's actions in this way before Viserys has actually died because there's a limit. There's a line that has been crossed where Danny completely sees Viserys as being, as no longer being her brother for what, as a result of what he's in the process of doing. You know, the knife to her belly button and that kind of thing. From the lurch in his step, she could tell at once that Viserys had found his wine and something that passed for courage. He was wearing his scarlet silks, soiled and travel-stained. His cloak and gloves were black velvet, faded from the sun. His boots were dry and cracked, his silver-blonde hair matted and tangled. A long sword swung from his belt in a leather scabbard. (laughs) (laughs) The Dothraki eyed the sword as he passed. Danny heard curses and threats and angry muttering rising all around her, like a tide. The music died away in a nervous stammering of drums. A sense of dread closed around her heart. Go to him. She commanded Sir Jorah. Stop him. Bring him here. Tell him he can have the dragon's eggs if that's what he wants. The knight rose swiftly to his feet. <laughs> Looking forward to this. Where's my sister? <laughs> Viserys shouted, his voice thick with wine. I've come for her feast. Tonight we dine in hell. <laughs> How dare you presume to eat without me? No one eats before the king. Where is she? The whore can't hide from the dragon. <laughs> He stopped beside the largest of the three fire pits, peering around at the faces of the Dothraki. There were 5,000 men in the hall, but only a handful who knew the common tongue. Yet even if his words were incomprehensible, you had only to look at him to know that he was drunk. Sir Jorah went to him swiftly, whispered something in his ear, and took him by the arm, but Viserys wrenched free. Keep your hands off me. No one touches the dragon without leave. <laughs> Danny glanced anxiously up at the high bench. Cal Drogo was saying something to the other cows beside him. Cal Jomo grinned, and Cal Ogo began to guffaw loudly. <laughs> I love guffaw. It's my favorite word. Cal like, Ogo. Ago. Ogo. Ojo. Lego my ego. <laughs> Here's Mojo. <laughs> Doctor Evil was a was a was a call. What a call in his evil. Life. Yeah, call yeah. evil exactly. Now, what does he call him though? He calls him Cal Ragget. Yeah, that's not explained. He calls him Cal Ragget, but I assume it's like uh, vermin. You know, the sound of laughter made Viserys lift his eyes. Call Drogo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the feast. <laughs> he staggered away from Sir Joram, making to join the three calls on the high bench. Call Drogo Rose, spat out a dozen words, Dothraki, faster than Danny could understand, and pointed. 
Call Drogo says your place <laughs> is not on the high bench. <laughs> Sir, jo- Sir George <laughs> translated for our brother. Carl Drogo says your place is there. Khaleesi. <laughs> Viserys glanced where the cowl was pointing, at the back of the long hall in a corner by the wall. Deep in shadow, so better men would need not to look at them, set the lowest of the low. <laughs> Raw, unblooded boys, old men with clouded eyes and stiff joints, and the dim-winded, Ooh. and the maimed. Far from the meat, and farther from the honor. That is no place for a king. Go on, Micah. His place. Caldrogo <laughs> <laughs> answered in the common tongue that Danny had taught him. For a sawfoot king, <laughs> a cart. Bring cart for Carl Ragat. <laughs> so basically, everyone's going crazy, uh, much as if Micah were the actual person to be. Micah, if you were Caldrogo in this situation, oh my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just sitting back with the braid past your ass. Just sitting back, pissed off at this dude. I Make- think Micah was Khal Drogo in a former life. I think he was, too. For Sawfoot King. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, right. everyone's pissed off because Viserys, like someone that is not very smart, pulled out his sword. And he's like, oh, they can't hurt me. It's cool. He like basically turns around to Danny and Jorah, all drunk. He's like, no, no, it's cool. They can't kill me. This is... There's a- this is like their church or something. It's all good. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you dogs. Uh, I'm the king of stuff, and now you must listen to me. And shit goes poorly for him. We did overlook, just very quickly, she decided on a name for her son. I know, um, she pulled a Bella Swan. I love it. It's terrible. <laughs> she, she successfully she, fused, perhaps yes. more successfully than Bella Swan. Uh, she successfully fused no the names May, I'll tell you. of family members. Anyway, she called it Rigo. She's going to call it Rigo or Rago. Rago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a cross between Drogo and Rigar Targaryen, who is so funny. actually her brother. I thought he was an uncle, but although they well, are with Targaryens. the Targaryens, <laughs> yeah, you never know. No. So. Well, she it said he died before she was born, so that helps. Yeah, you know well, what? What I love is that not only was this name like a little sort of Renesmee-esque feel, but later oh, in the chapter when Drogo calls her Dan Ares, I don't know about you guys, but I just could not help but think that Khal Drogo is like Victor Crumb. Yeah, with the Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Dan Ares. Yeah. When you're outnumbered in the way that Viserys was outnumbered, it's just not smart or wise or anything to, uh, and and especially put in, put it, you know, put a sword to your pregnant sister, like you know what I lo- I think that like up until this point when I was watching the show before I'd read the books I I really enjoyed Game of Thrones I thought it was great but I think that the moment that really hooked me like the one where I knew this was gonna be like me and me and the show we were gonna be like this was whenever he just died and Danny in the show she looks at him and in the book she thinks it she looks at at um at Viserys's sort of melted face and she has this just completely detached look on her face and she says mm-hmm. he was no dragon fire cannot kill a dragon and it's so it all came together and i was like oh my god she has fire magic and the dragons are gonna come and i got like so excited and it just i i think this is my favorite moment from the first series yeah it was that moment of realization yes when you realize like really she was something special oh. she wasn't just a random character i wouldn't, I wouldn't call it realization i would call it, it it's definitely poignant it's definitely interesting but she doesn't yet know that she has no, powers. I think for she the audience. She, well, she just like, knows that he doesn't have the power. So it's like l- less power that he ever held over her. Like, 
you know, she doesn't know that she's magic. She just knows that no, he definitely was magic. No, no, but I think magic. I did in that moment. Like, I think the, the audience mm-hmm. did. Yeah, yeah, using context clues. It was like, well, if it's not him, then it's probably her. There's the last yeah. two remaining people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, something did happen with the hot water early on in the... Uh, it was right when she was getting cleaned up for the for yeah, Jogo, yeah, at the beginning of this steaming. book, mm-hmm. and it was like the water that no one could ever step into if they weren't magical. You know, they didn't say that, but basically, it said that. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like John's actually Ned's son. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things. Like, okay, promise the me Ned. Dragons are coming, and promise me Ned. Everything. Uh, Everyone oh, depends we... on Ned, and that's no fair. <laughs> it's true. There's one question though I wanted to bring up reading through this chapter kind of going over a lot of what happened when she was eating the heart and they were looking into the fire and, and talking about her her child. Uh, do we know with 100% certainty that her child is really dead? Yes. And I know, you think so? Uh, I wondered didn't what had happened. did we see it? His uh, hair's way too full to be dead. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to say yes if it turns out we don't, but I thought we saw it dead. Like deformed. Didn't it describe it in the book that it was like, deformed and curled in on itself or something gross i had to think back to the show and i feel like i remember them didn't they sacrifice Kaldrogo so that the sun could live and then the sun didn't live it yeah was like, because take they one tri- take one life for another or something and then both of them the died and i was like what the hell? Them, yeah stick around we'll and, see and see as the show progresses people since we're reading aloud we're always taking my owns before we get to this part of the show but i mine has to be um, fire cannot kill a dragon. It's like the ultimate own. Oh, Dan- like Danny's own reflection yeah. of what happened to Viserys? Yeah, it's like he deserved to die because if he'd been a real dragon, like he would have not have died. Yeah, wouldn't exactly. wouldn't have even phased him. Yeah, you're exactly. right. Um, yeah, my own is uh, Viserys' death. The the means and the methods. Uh, that, plus, Khal Drogo you know, is still abiding by sacred scripture to not draw his sword or, or even have any blood. I'm going to have to give my own to Khal Drogo when he dissed... Viserys to the corner of people like that was full of armless children and old people. So I'm gonna have to give it to him. Yeah, yep. way to like not recognize any authority but your own. I just thought yeah. it was perfect. Just another way to demean him some more. I agree. Yeah, mine was we talked about it a little bit, but when it says in the book Viserys was weeping, she saw weeping and laughing both at the same time. This man who had once been her brother, and it's from that point on that they just refer to him as being. Her brother in the past tense. So she no longer recognizes him as being family. Yeah. That's mean. It's all those incest genes coming to a head. Yeah. He's going, I mean, he's going crazy. You're seeing the same thing with Joffrey and, and the other two kids. Like, they sort of make a comment at some point that when you do this incest thing, like, you have, you know, 50 50 chance that your child's going to be <laughs> murderous and be fucking good crazy. Or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they sort of rolled the dice on that one. If you have your owns that you would like to select from this portion of text, or perhaps some that we have done before, or maybe that we'll do in the future, hop into your time machine, tweet toward us at Game of Owns on Twitter. It's spelled the way it sounds. Uh, the end of it is not a Z, it's an S. So don't try to be cool or leet or hacksaw. Uh, you know who you are? Did you just mean leet like L33T? I did. That is crazy reference, man. Um, if you want to email us, you can do that at contact at gameofowns.com. That is our email address. We are each individually on Twitter, and you can find that address on our website, actually, at gameofowns.com. And if you want more of me, 
you can go to hypable.com and it's not just me it's a lot of random stuff about lots of different fandoms we've got a whole host of different podcasts over there so if that's your thing we've got who hype we've got one spell we've got vampire hype we've got not another teen wolf podcast glee chat and lots more I should do this for a living. <laughs> wait, you don't? Wait, 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 wait. What? Spoiler alert. So if you guys uh, have been listening, you know that there's a contest to add a suffix to our names in the vein of Sir Barrist and the Bold, blah, blah, blah. We've got a handful of them on Twitter. And we're just not going to yeah. end it yet because we're still looking for a full range of badassery that we can choose yeah. between. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, sur- I'm really surprised no one's used uh, Eric the Fishwife yet, Selena. No one's, no one's uh, plagiarized you. I'm so you. sorry about that. That's because they know <laughs> that I will find them. And... <laughs> they will find much better ones for Eric. So keep those coming and all that random stuff. And we'll read some more of your tweets and stuff next episode. Before we leave, uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, we do appreciate your five-star ratings. But uh, keep them coming. And perhaps we'll read them on future episodes. Perhaps we will. Perhaps we'll read them on Wednesday's episode. Perhaps we'll read them on Fridays. And if you're anticipating a threat this week... Oh, wait. Somebody's calling me. It's it's the bat phone, guys. (laughs) The bat phone. Sorry, the the bat phone has interrupted. It's like he's got to go. He's going to go fight crimes. It's uh, George R.R. Martin. Coming with the threat. (laughs) All right, well, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.